You're listening to the Make It British podcast. I'm Kate Hills, and I'm on a one-woman mission to save UK manufacturing. In 2008, I gave up my 20-year career as a fashion buyer because I was disillusioned with how much was being sourced overseas, and I set out to uncover some of the amazing businesses that are still making in the UK. Since founding Make It British, I've discovered that there is not only still tons of manufacturing taking place in Britain, but that it's a thriving industry. I invite you to join me each week when I'll be chatting to inspiring British-made brands and UK manufacturers and offering advice to product-based businesses that make in the UK. So with no further ado, let's get on with the show. Welcome to episode number 240 of the Make It British podcast. Today, I'm going to share with you seven proven ways to promote your UK made brand. Before I do, I just want to ask you a little favor. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while and you're enjoying it and you're finding it useful, I'd really appreciate it if you could leave me a review on iTunes. Now, I know it's not the easiest thing to do to leave a review on iTunes. They don't make it that easy. You need to do it from your phone. Open up your iTunes podcast app, find the Make It British podcast and click on the leave a review button. And to thank you for your efforts, if you do so, I'll give you a special shout out on this podcast in the future. How does that sound? Because I cannot underestimate how much I appreciate each and every one of you that listens in to this every week. Thank you, thank you. Otherwise, I would not have got to 240 episodes. And it does take a lot of willpower and consistency to get an episode out every Tuesday, which is why I'm currently trialing something out by doing YouTube Lives and then turning those into podcasts. So you can either watch over on YouTube or you can listen in your favourite podcast app. Let me know your thoughts on that. Do you like it when I do it like that? Do you prefer to watch the video or do you prefer to listen to the audio? I would love to hear. So today's episode, as I said, is my seven proven ways to promote your UK made brand. You can either listen to it on here, but there is also a video which you can watch on YouTube. And I'll put the link to that in the show notes for this podcast. Thanks for listening. Here you go. So today... I'm going to be talking to you about seven proven ways to promote your UK made brand. This today is for you if you make products in the UK. So that can be all sorts of products. You could be making clothing, dog accessories, furniture. It's great advice for any product-based businesses that are making in the UK. It's also for you if the product that you make is sold to the end consumer. So that could be through your own website. You could be selling them offline as well at shows and fairs. You could be wholesaling your products. You could be selling on social media. So there's going to be lots of advice here that you can use no matter where you're selling your products. And it's also applicable to you if you are proud of what you do. And I'm sure If you make in the UK, you are very proud of what you do. Now, I have to warn you, this presentation is not about Union Jack flag waving. In fact, 
I don't think anything I'm going to say to you today is going to involve anything to do with a Union Jack flag. This is about businesses that truly care about the provenance of their products and that make everything here in Britain. So just as some information and a bit of background, if you do make products in the UK, you really should be shouting about it. There's been several surveys that have been done that have proved that people want to buy products that are made in the UK or made locally. So a recent survey found that 40% of international customers are willing to pay more for British made goods. And they are the sort of people that are looking for your products. The same survey also found that in the last three years, there's been a 36% increase in demand for British made goods. So are you seeing that increase in demand? And if you're not, I'm going to give you tips and advice for how to make sure that people know that your product is genuinely made in the UK. Also, if you look on Google Trends, really useful information, you will find the sorts of things that people are searching for. And I did a quick search today to look to see over the last few years, in fact, over the last decade, this is actually goes back to 2010, searches for the term made in UK when it comes to shopping have gone up massively. So just in the time since I set up Make It British, we've seen a, such a huge increase in people looking and searching for that term made in the UK and searching for products that are made in the UK. So you really should be capitalizing on this. And I'm going to show you how. Just as a little background about me and about Make It British, just in case you're new here and you don't know. So I founded Make It British in 2011 as a platform to support and promote brands and manufacturers that make in the UK. My background is actually as a fashion buyer and I spent 20 years sourcing from overseas and got very disillusioned by the fact that everything was being made offshore. And I could see there was great value in buying products and making products in the UK. So I set up Make It British to help support businesses like yours that make here. Uh, since we set up Make It British in 2011, we have supported over 8,000 British-made brands to promote their business and to get their products made in the UK. We've also had 25 million visitors to the website in that time. That's people that are genuinely looking for British-made products and UK manufacturers. And we're also number one in Google on the first page of Google for many British made product terms, beating, we're quite proud of this, in many cases, well-known public publications like some of the broadsheets and magazines, and we beat them in the scores on Google when people are looking for products that are made in the UK. So people come to us looking for these products, and we've got this experience over the time that we've been doing Make It British uh, in finding out what it is that appeals to people when they're looking for products that are made in the UK. We've also um, been featured in a lot of international and UK media as well. And we've helped many of our Make It British members get featured in the press too. Just uh, as a little example for some of our lovely members, which we care about so deeply at Make It British and hopefully some of you are watching in and watching this video. So this is Jeff Stocker, who's got a brand making beautiful silk accessories and clothing. And he gives an example about the fact that 
um, he is getting more traffic from Make It British than he's getting from any other channel, even from Instagram. So it just goes to show that people will go to our member sites through ours because they're looking to find products that are made in the UK. So my first tip today, if you want to promote your UK made brand, is to make sure that you are definitely labeling your product as made in the UK. Now you would be surprised how many people I see that don't actually make it really clear either on their labeling or on their website or on their social media that they're making products locally and in the UK. So they're not taking advantage of all of those search terms for people that are searching for products made in the UK, but they're, they're actually doing it, but not letting people know, which is just bonkers. So you must make sure that whatever you do, you actually clearly let people know where your product is made. Now, that might be made in the UK. That might be you choose to use made in Britain, made in England, made in Scotland, uh, made in Wales, wherever you're based. You might be hyper-local and write made in London or made in Manchester. It's just really important to let people know where your product is actually made. Let me give you some examples. So the Cambridge Satchel Company, they use handmade in England under handmade in Britain, actually, or under their little bicycle logo that they have on all of their products, they've got clearly labeled handmade in Britain. So it's intrinsic with their branding and their logo, logo and they make sure they tell everyone about that. Mm -hmm. Another example is United Overalls. So they put manufactured and UK manufactured clothing, UK made on all the labels on the back of their jeans. So it's written on the outside of the product. Hetroco put British made and made to last on all of their labels as well. And they very clearly shout about the fact that everything they make is made right here. In fact, they've also done a video about it called Made Right Here. Worth searching that out on YouTube. It's a fantastic video and it shows them in all of the factories where they actually make their products. And I'll get onto a little bit of behind the scenes as well in a minute. And Abraham Moon, so you don't just have to be making products. You could also be manufacturing fabric. Abraham Moon are a fantastic mill up in Yorkshire who clearly label all of their cloth as quality British cloth since 1887. So the year they actually founded the business as well, which is so important. Which brings me on to tip number two, is make sure you are telling people about the provenance of your business, your brand and your manufacturing. So make the most of your provenance. If it's ethically sourced, if it's award-winning, if your company has a fantastic history, maybe it's a family business, this is something that you can do that makes your business different to the big retailers, which is so important. This is something that they can't do because they don't have the same provenance that your business has. So make sure you're telling people about it. And let me give you some examples. So one of our members, Melintragrin, and this is Ethan who runs Melintragrin. It's a third generation family mill in Wales, in West Wales. I've visited, it's amazing. And they are great at telling the story and their heritage 
on their website. Go to their website and take a look. It tells you how they weave the fabric. They tell you how it's been passed down through three generations of the family. Um, and it's just really good uh, to read about their business. And they're now actually a business that are owned by all their staff. They're a cooperative as well, which is fantastic. And they make sure anyone looking and discovering their brand knows that information. Also, Celtic & Co. So similarly, they're a sheepskin brand and they're based down in Cornwall. Family business as well. And they not only tell everyone that they are family business, they tell everyone how all their materials are ethically sourced. They make it really clear on their website. Um, and it's a real pleasure to read their backstory. So I'd highly recommend you, they, you do so. They're a small family business. They work with local suppliers and they only work with natural materials as well. It's a really lovely story. And the way they tell it is great. So go and take a look. Uh, and then we've got Duchess China. So they are one of the remaining potteries, well, one of the, re the remaining potteries in the ceramic industry in Stoke-on-Trent, which was an area traditionally known for its ceramics industry. They make beautiful fine bone chinaware. Um, you go on their website, they tell you the heritage of the business. They've been trading for 130 years. They've even added the year that they were founded, which is 1888, to their brand name. So Dutch is China, 1888. So that they're not compared with other overseas businesses. Everything they make has got made in England, stamped on the bottom. Um, it's fantastic. Now, you might be thinking... But hang on a minute, I am not a 100-year-old brand. Well, how can I do this as well? How do I tell this story if I'm not a 100-year-old brand? But you can definitely do that if you've got a great story to tell about your business. It could be about how you founded your business, That even if that's very recently. Tell people the story so that they can buy into it and make sure that you are doing that and that you're not a faceless product brand that people don't know about. So make sure you're telling your story. Um, and when you tell your story on your about page, think of the person that's reading that story and make it interesting for them to read. Embellish it with details of where your product's made. And this, maybe you can use the provenance and the history of the manufacturers that are making your product if they have the 100-year-old history and you don't have either. So that brings me on to point number three, which is show off your craftsmanship. So if you've got a product that is made by hand, then make sure people know that. Because if you make a product in the UK, your product may be more expensive. And you, you need to be able to tell people that it's not machine made, that it is made by hand, that it is something special, and that there's craftsmanship or craftship we're not allowed to use craftsmanship anymore these days, are we? Craftsmanship that goes into making your product, that there's effort and attention to detail. Let me give you some examples. So where is, why are my slides not working? Yeah, Roslyn Whiting Leathercraft. I knew I had a, I had a picture somewhere. So yeah, Roslyn Whiting uh, Leathercraft makes all of her leather goods by hand never misses an opportunity to show people that that's what she does, that everything is hand-stitched rather than stitched on a machine, and that you're really getting something special and you're buying something from a craftsperson when you buy a product from her, when you invest in a product from her. The same with Twisted Loom, which is a furniture company, a fantastic picture here of their pro that their, their products being handmade, their upholstery all being handmade, 
um, it's a really amazing business. And they make sure that at Twisted Loom that they show people how their products are made. And then knitwear is one of those things that people, I think these days, either think it's hand-knitted or made on a machine. And what a lot of people don't realise, if they're not from the knitting industry, that there's still a lot of handwork that goes into a lot of knitwear, even if it's knitted on a machine. So Valentina Carellas, for instance, shows in her, the products of her, well, shows pictures of her making um, her knitwear hand Ha, um, using ha, there's ha, no got this start again. Okay, what's she doing there? Yeah, so Val Valentina Carellis shows herself hand linking the pieces of her knitwear together. So although the product is machine made, she still has to use these special skills that are not a lot of people have anymore. Showing her hand linking her her the panels of her knitwear together. And so amazing, some of the videos showing her making this well worth checking out. Valentina Corellis Knitwear, that is. And then Joseph, um, Joseph Azaguri is a shoemaker, one of the last shoemakers that actually hand makes his shoes in London. And really amazing to see him making his products, making his shoes. They're not made by machine. He makes them and lasts them all by hand. And he makes sure people see that he does that. And he tells his story. In fact, a really interesting story about Joseph is that he did make a lot of his shoes offshore uh, for a while over, I think it was in Spain and Portugal, and then reshored his production and set up his studio in London again to start making his, sh his shoes again in London. He's actually in Wimbledon so that he could make things to order and they had more control over his production. And he shows people that that is now what he does, which he wasn't able to do before when he made them all in a factory overseas. Are you ready to finally master your manufacturing and create profitable UK made products? If so, I've got an exclusive training just for you. This training is for businesses that make in the UK or want to and who are interested in working with me in our British Brand Accelerator for creative small business owners who want to develop and sell profitable UK-made products. If your application is accepted, you'll receive a copy of my exclusive free private training on how to develop profitable UK-made products with ease. In the training, I go through my exact three-part framework that we use to help our clients successfully launch and grow their UK-made brands. And I'll show you exactly how it works along with all kinds of examples. I'll also explain everything you need to know about the Accelerator to ensure that we can truly help you to get the results that you're looking for. To apply for an invite to the British Brand Accelerator and get a copy of the training, go to katehills.co.uk forward slash apply. So tip number four, tell people your location. So that might not just be your location, but also the location of your manufacturers and your suppliers and your supply chain. Again, this is something that the big brands are really bad at doing. So they aren't very good at actual this partly because a lot of the time they don't want people to know that a lot of their products are made in China or overseas. If you're making a product locally, then make sure you're telling people 
and you're showing them that and you're telling them their exact location because you can't underestimate the amount of people that want to buy products that are locally made now. So let me give you some examples of people doing this really well. Um, a company called Both Barrels, who make accessories, have a lovely map on their website, which shows the location of all of their different suppliers in the UK and where they're all based, which is great because they're also championing the manufacturers that are making for them and showcasing those manufacturers. But it's really good to see the different locations in the UK where they're making their products at Both Barrels. And then Teddy Edward, which is a clothing brand, they list out the location of all their suppliers on their website. So from Birmingham um, to Leicestershire, London, Nottinghamshire, they let everyone know exactly whereabouts all their suppliers are, which is information that the big brands still aren't giving their customers. Also, Private White VC, they sell menswear. They're based in Manchester. They've got their own factory in Manchester and they go hyper local and tell everyone in simple terms, Manchester made. So it's just really clear that they make everything in Manchester, um, which is fantastic. And actually, I think they make every, everything that they do within about a mile's radius of their um, factory or they source a lot of their materials from a very small radius. Five, show behind the scenes. So this is a really good one that all brands that make in the UK can do, whether you're making the product yourself or whether your manufacturer is making your products. Show where your product is made and show behind the scenes because it also creates a great connection with you and the person that is viewing your product where they feel they're part of your brand and they can understand what you're all about and they can see what you're doing. You can use it on your website, your social media, your email marketing. Even if you're not making the product yourself, take photographs at your manufacturers. Never go to your manufacturer without a camera and some way of actually taking photographs of your product being made. Really important. Let me give you some examples. Uh, Wearing Brook do um, machine knitting, knitted products always showing some great videos of not only them actually knitting their own products on site in their own micro factory, but also designing the product as well and how that whole process works from the very first design right through to making the products themselves for their customers because a lot of their, a lot of their products are bespoke made. So definitely worth checking out. Mars Knitwear, another knitwear company who are really good. They've got some great videos on YouTube. Uh, they call themselves the Martians. They are actually um, a knitwear factory that's been going a very long time in Leicester, now have their own brand and are really good at showing their products being made. And even if you don't make your own products, you can still show the product development and design process. So as well as taking photographs when you go and visit your manufacturer, you can do like Touch of Tweed do where they show the fabric selection process. So the de product development process. You don't have to just be showing the product being made. You can show the whole journey and people love to see behind the scenes and how your product comes about and the thought and care that goes into it that you don't get if you're buying a product from a big faceless brand or retailer. Oh, Rosalind noticed that I mentioned her in the uh, one of the first points. Rosalind Whiting, fantastic 
Love it. It was a pleasure, Rosling. I do love the fact that you make everything by hand. Um, it's, it's just great the way you show what you do. So point number six is being able to offer bespoke or made to order is one of the great ways of going that extra mile as a UK made brand. So you don't have to do it with everything, but it is good if you can offer something that is a little bit custom for your customers, which again is something a lot of the big brands and retailers are unable to do. And you can do that if you make product in the UK, you're making it in small quantities, you're making it yourself, or you're making locally. So have a think about what it is that you can offer that's bespoke or made to order to just go that little bit of an extra mile with your customers. And let me give you some examples. So Steph Rubo is a saddler and she not only does custom and bespoke orders for her customers, she also does repairs, which many British made brands do. And also Steph Rubo offers face-to-face -face consultations with her customers, which I know many of our Make It British members also do. Um, and that doesn't always have to be online as well. And I'll come up to how you can do that in another way in a minute. Um, Slow Wardrobe, Linda from Slow Wardrobe, who I uh, interviewed on here um, a couple of weeks ago now, makes the majority of her products to order and she does a pre-sale of her products five or six weeks before she's about to launch. So she gets the exact orders that she needs to, um, to so nothing goes to waste when she um, sells her products. But also because her customers feel like they're getting something special because they're pre-ordering from her and they know that they're made in small quantities. And the Jewelers Loop. So what they do that's really good, it's a beautiful jewelry company. They hand make everything and make everything to order. They offer online consultations. So you can have a consultation with them and have your ring, your jewelry designed by them by doing this online consultation. So if you can't offer face-to-face -face made to order, you can still thinking about offering, you can still think about offering a um, service where you can do it online. And I actually know someone else as well who does a um an interior design online consultation as well. So that's definitely something to think about. How can you offer your customers a one-to-one -one consultation using an online service via your website? Um, okay, right. The final point is send interesting email newsletters. So those of you who um, have been following me for a while know that I bang on about this all the time because I think it's really important that if you want to develop a good, loyal customer base who comes back for more because you offer all the other things that I've laid out in the previous six points, you need to be sending regular emails, regular email newsletters to your customers. And I know a lot of people worry that that's going to upset their customers and people will unsubscribe. But honestly, it's really worth doing because you can stay in touch and top of mind. If people don't like it, they will unsubscribe. But there's many businesses that I know that are doing very well by sending email newsletters regularly when your customers come to expect them. So let me just give you a few examples. So Hyatt Denim, uh, in fact, David Hyatt from Hyatt Denim has written a whole book on the subject of 
um, sending regular newsletters. He says his business would not be where it is today if he wasn't regularly sending newsletters and emails to his customers. So I'd highly recommend going and getting a hold of his book. I think it's called Do Open. It's really inspirational. And if ever you thought, I, can't, I shouldn't be sending a newsletter um, that regularly. I, my customers, you know, it falls to the back of the pile. I'm going to do Instagram posts instead. Read David's book. It will totally change your mind. And actually subscribe to their newsletters because they're fab as well. And they don't just try and sell you their jeans, although they do, but they also give you really interesting tips and advice and inspirational links to, to articles that you might read, read online. They just make it interesting. So your newsletter does not have to be sell, sell sell all the time but it, at least your customers then open it and they start resonating with you because they're reading more about what's going on through your mind what the background is to your business and what you're all about and republic of happy so i interviewed veronica from republic of happy recently as well uh Maybe emily will put the link uh in the chat no that's probably if anyone needs to find it I've done a podcast episode on it as well. So I did an interview with Veronica from Republic of Happy. And she puts, when she started developing an email news list before she launched her website, and it's a lovely newsletter. It's really colorful. It does make you happy when you open it. And when she first launched her business and her products, her first batch sold out because people that were on her newsletter list were waiting for these products to come out and for them to launch. So it just goes to show the power of a newsletter. And then finally, if you haven't really got to grips with your newsletter yet, and I'm not going to go into great detail about newsletter because I could talk about it for hours, so perhaps I'll do a separate video on it. But Billy Tannery, who are one of our, one of our members at Make It British, have a really fantastic email welcome sequence that is well worth taking a look because when you subscribe to their newsletter, they send you a lovely, I think it's three series um, of emails, which talk to you about um, who they are, where they make their products, why they launch their business. Because if you don't know Billy Tannery, they are, they set up a goat tannery um, and they are, one of, they are the only goat tannery in the UK. So they're two young guys. They set that up. It's a great story. And they tell everyone that joins their newsletter, the story from the minute they join. So as soon as people join their newsletter, they start to hear what Billy Tannery is all about and they get to understand what this business is about. Don't make the mistake of someone joining your newsletter and they don't hear from you again, because then when you do send them a newsletter, they'll forget they actually joined. So those are my seven tips for how to promote a UK made brand. Number one, label your products as made in the UK. Number two, make the most of your provenance. Number three, show off your craftsmanship. Number four, tell people your location and that of your manufacturers. Number five, show behind the scenes. Number six, Offer bespoke or made-to-order. And number seven, send interesting email newsletters. So I hope you found that useful. Thank you so much for listening in today. Don't forget to drop me that review on iTunes when you've got a moment. It's very much appreciated. And I will be back again next week. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to the Make It British podcast. I make an episode every Friday, plus there's bonus episodes occasionally. Many of the interviews that you hear on series four of this podcast are also available to watch on our YouTube channel. You can find it by going to youtube.com forward slash make it British LTD. That's make it British with the letters LTD. Bye bye.